0: Hi, I'm Anson. And I'm Nicole. Welcome to our podcast. Cheese Mosas With me,
1: Mosas. You're probably wondering what we could possibly have to say. And we're wondering the same thing. We'll be discussing everything with you with no filter.
0: From the good times, the bad times, to the story times. So
1: sit back, relax, and pour yourself
0: a glass. Or two. And let's dive right in. Welcome back to our second episode. I cannot believe you're actually listening or made it this far, or maybe it's your first time. So, welcome,
1: welcome Welcome back. (laughs) 100% stealing that from Tana. I'm not taking credit for it, absolutely not. You can go to her channel, go off.
0: Sister sued.
1: (laughs) I'm about to get sister sued on our second episode. (laughs) Already canceled to our podcast, Cheese Mosas with Mimosas. We're so excited. And today's topic is, um, I think, a little
0: different from our first. It's a little deeper, but maybe not deep. So today at all. we're going to be talking about being bilingual. Mm-hmm. Cue the applause. So, what do you have to say about being bilingual? Where do we start? Well, well, let's start from our background, I suppose. We kind of gave a little background last episode about our friendship. I guess this episode we'll talk about how you know, our where we came from, mm-hmm. and how we sound like this instead of like normal people. So. Where are you from, Miss Anson Tam? Okay, so I was born and raised in Hong Kong, comma Hong Kong. It's a tiny city in China, but Hong Kong. Anyways, in the state of Hong Kong, in the city of Hong Kong. I grew up speaking Cantonese, but that was my first language. And it still is like the primary language I speak at home. It's right. the only language I speak at home. What am I talking about? I also learned English as a child, but that was more like at school. The main language of the city, I suppose, it's Cantonese, but in school they teach you English as well. So you have like English class. They taught us like proper British English. So I spelled color like C-O-L-O-U-R and like, you know, the British pronunciations of things, obviously, I didn't have a British accent. But For those of
1: you that don't know, because I also didn't know this, Hong Kong was colonized once upon a time by the British. Yes. Fun fact, just in case you didn't know that. So you speak Cantonese at home. Then you yeah. learned English in school while you grew up in Hong Kong. And so yeah. what happened there?
0: And at the same time, I learned Mandarin in school. So in some ways, you could consider me trilingual, but I consider myself zero lingual because I can't really speak any of them properly. So at the age of what, nine, my family and I immigrated to the United States of Americas, and we started living in Miami. So I needed to enroll in some sort of education if I wanted to continue going to school. Right. So I started attending fifth grade. And so I enrolled in fifth grade and they had asked me what my primary language was as like one of the enrollment requirements, whatnot. Yeah, just like in applications. Exactly. And my mother on behalf of me had said she speaks not English at home and English was not her first language. Therefore, I was enrolled into some sort of program this infamous program called ESOL
1: right and ESOL stands for English to Speakers of Other Languages that's quite a big program where we are currently located which is Miami because there's a heavy Hispanic population is actually the majority pretty much here and so most kids either are immigrants or come from immigrant backgrounds right right and so ESO programs basically are the education system's way of making sure that these kids are learning English in school because obviously they're speaking different languages at home Mm -hmm. unless they have an older brother or sibling and so they make sure these kids don't fall through the cracks and like standardized state testing and those kinds of things. So basically if your parent enrolls you in school once you get to this country you speak any other language at home But even though i was proficient so you're enrolled in this program you're placed basically in like classes with specific teachers with specific certifications you're basically taught how to speak english you're given like different exams, you're tested on an annual basis, you know, like requirements for you to, yeah, fulfill. Yes. So essentially the culture here is everyone honestly speaks Spanish. You go to the, you go to publics. someone speaks Spanish, you know, your cashier is very likely to speak Spanish
0: go to Sedanos. They only speak Spanish. there. They only speak Spanish. there. like, you can't even
1: speak English to them. Basically, yeah. this is where we grew up. And that explains the accent. And the reason why you will notice quite a few grammatical errors here and there, <laughs> here and there when we're speaking, because although she's of what well, she knows four languages, obviously right. there's I'm sure you're lacking in some area. In Lacking in all areas. <laughs> lacking in all areas in all of them. And so basically we grew up unaware that we sound like this. And this is how not how
0: most Americans sound like. Well, the, my favorite part is when I first met Nicole and she opened her mouth. And ask me what shampoo I use, but in the <laughs> thickest, in the thickest Miami accent I think I've probably ever like, heard of my I don't even know. It's like she squeezed the essence of Miami. I truly don't think it's that bad. When you I make think- a cafecito and you put in the coffee and you know how it's super concentrated, <laughs> that's you. No, I really don't think it's that
1: bad. I think I've met people that are worse than me. I'm sure. I have family members that are worse than me. To each, it's their own. To each, it's... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There there. There, there we go. (laughs) My upbringing is a little different. We're American-born in the United of the States. Yes. And I was also born in Miami. So by definition, I obviously did not learn English at home. My mother is also an immigrant and English is not my primary language. I grew up and she taught me Spanish and my whole family spoke Spanish. My grandparents who also raised me spoke Spanish. My babysitter when I was young also spoke to me in Spanish. Her grandkids only spoke Spanish. got
0: it. We got
1: it. (laughs) Basically there was no English influence in my life whatsoever until I got to school. And so again, when my mother got to school to enroll me in school, (laughs) the application said, and we quote, it asks, it inquires whether students' first language was a language other than English, whether students' primary language is a language other than English, and whether a language other than English is used at home. If at least one of these is yes, the student is then tested to determine his or her English proficiency. And you and said so, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And so obviously we both said yes, yes, yes. There's right. not it's not even one, it's like all three. That's yeah, all three purple. And of I'm them. sure we were tested and obviously determined not to be proficient. I because I did not know English, her because she got English really country. So yeah. so we were automatically classified as quote-unquote ESOL kids. students. And that's how English is taught to foreign people in English-speaking countries.
0: Now, is that racist, ladies and gentlemen? We beg to differ. So (laughs) once we're in ESL, we kind of have these annual exams to test us to make sure, you know, we're keeping up with our English, even though we literally speak English to our teachers. Anyways, so these exams basically, well, from what I remember, was just like me and like some random ass Teacher, he would just like point to objects in the room. Like he would point to a chair and be like, "What's the name of that?" Mm-hmm. And I would be like, "A chair." Yeah. And he would be like, "Great." And he'd yeah. be like, "What is that?" And I'm like, "A table." <laughs> and that's how they taught or tested, tested. me on my proficiency. Which mm-hmm. and at the same time, we I think we had like actual like written or like listening exams. We how audio we make audio, audio. yeah to test how great we you know are yeah. able to decipher and which obviously we flopped at <laughs> right because once you're able to pass like a certain level of ESO, you're taken out of it and it's no longer on your report card it's no longer like in your yeah. academic record yeah I remember like and not
1: even knowing I was ESO, not being in ESO classes And I remember like seeing on my report card that it still said ESOL and I was like I swear I know English (laughs) like obviously in my head I didn't know what proficiency or like standards or you know like things like that I didn't know the technical terms but I was like hello (laughs) so when did you get out of ESOL? I ended up getting um, out of ESOL in the sixth grade I was in ESOL all the way through the fifth grade but I was also gifted and magnet so there was nothing ESOL about my mm-hmm. education some of my teachers did were bilingual and were cuban you know and they did speak spanish but it's not like i was taught in spanish so you got out in the sixth grade so i got out in the sixth grade once i was already transferred to middle school once and i don't know nice
0: I was a middle school kid in esol but because i mean think about it i was enrolled in the fifth grade in esol and i finally graduated quote-unquote like in the eighth grade yeah Which is so crazy because I never had taken like, I was never placed in any sort of like ESOL class. You get me? Like I was always in like honors English and like you know Mm -hmm. this and that like the higher level classes. Not to brag, subtle brag or anything, but like obviously like there was no like need for me to keep being in like this program. In your experience, (laughs) as an ESOL student, Um, what would you like to say? well let's start with the fact that well let's give a little pre-ground before we jump into the story in florida where you know miami is unfortunately in there is this test called fcat i don't know what well, it
1: was remember that's no longer a thing
0: right that's not fair yeah, that's and so it
1: stood fair. for florida,
0: florida comprehensive
1: assessment test if i'm not mistaken you
0: know that? i'm so impressed like, I'm actually so impressed. All right, girl. It's like knowing, like, what SAT stands for. Standardized assessment
1: test, if really? I'm not mistaken. Yeah.
0: What? Okay, anyways. So we had to take this thing called FCAT, like, what, throughout middle school, like, from elementary to middle? You start in the third grade, and you end in the 10th grade. But we didn't have to take the FCAT. In, I, don't, I don't remember taking it in the ninth grade or the 10th grade, because they yeah. took it out
1: yeah but you know that's cuz the last time you have to pass like i think you i you take english reading and Math up to the eighth grade, but I think the only one you have to pass, like in the 10th grade, is um, reading because then after that, in 11th grade, you're supposed to take your SATs and your ACTs, and that's how you can graduate even if you like fail. I school.
0: thought it switched to like EOCs and stuff, but like that's like a different that like, happened. Topic. So, we
1: were so that's the reason why we stopped taking FCATs for math in science because they became EOCs and we were the guinea pigs mm-hmm. for those. <clears throat>
0: you're also rude. We're going to talk about standardized testing in a future episode if you're interested in, so stay tuned. (laughs) Anyway, so going back to FCAT, we had to take this exam, and I didn't know what this was, and so my, like, first experience with FCAT was they put me in a separate room in fifth grade, so instead of taking it, like, with the rest of the people in my, like, homeroom class or collective class, they put me in a separate room and at the time I didn't know what that meant but it meant that I was (laughs) easel yeah it meant that I was not proficient enough and so they put me in this separate room with like all the rest of the ESL kids with our school in that grade and the teacher is like obviously giving out instructions in Spanish and I was like I mean like we're in Miami it's natural like I'm assuming that like you know they're just doing like this separate procedure whatnot whatever so the teacher is passing out the exams and after passing out the exam she starts passing out dictionaries and I'm like why are, like I don't get it. <laughs> I, so,
1: don't I don't understand. Why we're... We take the FCAT what do you remember what month you got to this country? I started the, the beginning of the school year so you August. started in August so That's it's been a solid what? seven months you've been in this country. Yes. Not a and very long also- time.
0: Yeah, not a very long time, but enough to know that something was go- not- something was wrong. It was sus. I was sus. <laughs> and she's passing out these dictionaries for, like, an exam. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I didn't know that we were allowed, like, every- resources. <laughs> yeah, additional resources for this test. Like, that's so dope. Like, thanks. And I, she gives me one as well. And I'm like, thanks. Like, thank you. And I'm looking at the corner of my desk, and it says an English-Spanish dictionary. And for our fellow listeners, if you don't know what that means, it means it is a dictionary that translates every English word or any Spanish word for like the equivalent. So if you look up like apple, it would say manzana, right? Like, <laughs> I love your example. <laughs> right, so that's like the first thing that would pop up and I was like, I don't understand in what right mind this lady is passing out a spanish english dictionary to a chinese little girl
1: she just thought it would get you very far in life like she really thought she was doing something and
0: she really put that on the like corner of my desk as if like i would reach for it i remember that fcat test so like vividly because of not only the dictionary but because of the actual exam itself like it kind of was low-key a joke absolutely she like blank working And the choices are, like, am, is, are. And I'm, like, obviously, she was working, like, she, like, you know. You're, like, I'm so smart. Like, Like, why am I an (laughs) easel? Yeah, and I remember getting the results back, and I got, like, a five on it, which is, like, the highest score. Right. And my homeroom teacher was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, no one else in our class had got a five on the FCAT, except Except for for the Asian girl. (laughs) And I said, yes, because you put me in easel. (laughs)
1: <laughs> my god i don't even think i got a five on my fifth grade FCAT. maybe
0: maybe you weren't taking the ESOL version you probably took the regular people version oh
1: so there were like there was like a different version
0: yeah that's what i'm saying like i took the ESL version which is probably like for non-speakers i don't for know why they,
1: non-speakers right yeah
0: and so i took it and it was like literally like the easiest like grammar questions which brings us perfectly to our next topic which is grammar. I'm sorry, kids, you're here for a class. You're here for a lesson. We're going to talk about prepositions. Now, if you're an immigrant kid or English is not your first language.
1: I no, don't know no, if it's just None me. of us
0: are. I don't feel excluded. Don't worry. Yeah. I don't know if it's just me, but I struggle heavily in prepositions.
1: And so. Nicole can attend. I guess I've edited a lot of her stuff. I don't know why everyone comes to me for editing because I don't know English. So he really doesn't. But I, don't I really don't. I never claimed to have. First of all, never claimed that I knew English. But Anson, we noticed struggles with a very particular thing, subject, like a topic. Yes, a certain topic <laughs> in the English language. <laughs> throughout words. <laughs> yeah, we clearly we don't know English. So prepositions are just a little difficult for her and at first I just failed to understand why she would struggle with like her 10 not her
0: tenses it's like the way I would write my sentences right because I was always taught to like write a very certain way and whatever and Nicole would just th- be like is it because you talk like that in Cantonese and I'm like no you stupid bitch (laughs) maybe the way sentences are structured in another language like you're trying to you know for sure but you would think that after 10 years of me living here you know i no longer need to translate word for word in my head what i'm going to say in my mother tongue before i say it out loud
1: right but maybe that's just what you're used to like a certain sentence structure i can totally see how that
0: happens anyway i struggle a lot with prepositions especially like adding certain words like I like adding prepositions yeah where they don't
1: go where they're like not even it's like half the time she's not even wrong it's just like unnecessary like there's no need for a the in front of everything for example she loves the word the or the whichever you prefer we're basically talking about your is your on your ats
0: your ins your ofs That kind of thing. The the frog is over the tree. The frog is under the tree. The frog is on the tree. You know.
1: Have you ever seen
0: those videos like that type of thing?
1: No, I literally have no clue what you're talking about.
0: See, who's the immigrant here? Come on. (laughs) Recently we were editing something together that she wrote an
1: email. And she wrote, I'm working on finishing. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, no, you are working to finish and she was like hmm i
0: wasn't sure about that (laughs) i wasn't sure because i'm working on finishing this like i feel like that's what i would say right don't you? mm, i feel like that's still somehow correct i feel like i I could. yeah
1: no i don't think you're wrong it's just the way you it's just unique like the way you structure your sentences wow
0: i'm so exotic even my sentence structures are unique wow I love it when you fetishize yourself. Love that. Anyways, so then I also struggle. Look, I'm about to say it. Do you say I struggle with something or do you just say you struggled? Personally, I just say I struggled. I struggled, like, completing my task. Like, I struggled with coming up with an idea, but you wouldn't say I struggled coming up with an idea, right? Like, I feel like the with is necessary. And this is how our conversation goes for about like five hours. Exactly. Oh, and then another one, we didn't even add the most important one,
1: audience. Is it or is it not wrong to start your sentence with? As long as it's a complete sentence and you finish your thought. Well, I was taught not to. So I guess I just stuck to that. So when I'm editing like her essays or her assignments or whatever it may be and she starts a sentence with because I have a heart attack. Because like my third grade teacher was like absolutely not. And like she's like not under my watch. She always like told us like you can start your sentence with due to.
0: And so Anson was obviously taught absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I was always taught never to use due to. Like like maybe. you can only use that when you're referring to like a time or like like a certain like the train is due to whatever depart at this station like that's what I was taught. you can use it for it, but not as a like a separate like the same thing as because
1: maybe this anyway, is because you were taught English by the colonizers.
0: I was taught this in the ninth grade
1: but <laughs> basically <laughs> I, those are just some of um are lighthearted arguments on a
0: daily basis <laughs> yeah we really argue about grammar way too often for this people way too learn. often and chances are we're probably both wrong oh we're 100 both wrong people are listening like oh my god it's like absolutely neither of these not learning yeah. and we're not in school so honestly it's not getting any better <laughs> not
1: getting any better so we have to try to keep ourselves um intellectually stimulated Reading a lot. Hoping to learn a lot from some books, which I have not
0: been doing. We can be sponsored by Audible today. Oh,
1: my God. Sponsor. So we are looking for sponsors to pay our bills.
0: This would be a perfect time to insert. Right Do you here. know how good we are at selling your product? Exactly. Audible for Honey. 30 days free with our Audible? code. She's yeah. Mosas with me, Mosas. Mm-hmm. 30% off discount at Morphe stores. Like, just okay. Listen. Are we yes just give us a sponsorship <laughs> give please. us ads please we anyway. have bills to pay the main reason i guess we wanted to do this is because both of us are bilingual and we find ourselves in situations where we're kind of like lost for words to explain how we currently feel not you? only in our native tongue but also in english and also like we just don't know how to speak like we, we're like you know, the the word is at the tip of my tongue. Like, that's, I feel like, 90% of our day.
1: No, 100%. And I feel like coming back to Miami, obviously living at home, and I'm no longer practicing English on a daily basis. Maybe I am because, obviously, I still talk to my friends and my boyfriend. But mainly at home, like, I'm, I'm mostly speaking Spanish now. <laughs> it's honestly like I'm back to my childhood. I'm not in school. My mother right. listens to TV in Spanish. And I've also picked up a new novela on Netflix in Spanish. So mm-hmm. I I just don't find myself using the English language very often. And so oh. sometimes like I'll want to express my like something very specific. And I'm at a loss for words in the English language. Like I just cannot find cannot do it. Like I'm like completely lost. Like I'm like, this word does not exist in the English dictionary. Have no other option but to say it in Spanish. And obviously that poses a problem because um our society obviously mainly speaks Spanish. I mean English. Oh my God. We're a
0: monolingual society, I feel like, in especially America, which is so weird for us to be a monolingual like society because we're founded like on immigrants by immigrants. Mm
1: But
0: there we go. (laughs) That was another one. But there are times that like like you said, like, I'm at home, I speak Cantonese with my parents, I don't speak to people when I'm, like, home, like, I don't go out, and so I, like, see my friends, like, three weeks after, and I'm, like, wow, I'm really struggling to, like, even pronounce certain words, because I haven't said it in so long, yeah, and, like, English is just difficult after a while,
1: I think we really struggled um, during college. Not so much with like being at a loss for words because obviously we were practicing English a lot more, but more so just suffering from embarrassment quite often. At least I did. I don't know if you can relate, but I just found myself like people would point out my accent quite often or just be like, oh, you're from Miami, right? And I'm like, look, you don't need to say that. (laughs) Like, I know it. She's tick. She's there. I understand, but people would just be like, they would just make comments like that, and I'm like, great. So I would just be self conscious
0: about the way. That's not so much as like being bilingual as as it is like just having like the Miami accent, which is unfortunately one of the worst accents. No, because I feel like
1: my my proficiency is not up to par, like with my peers. Don't think so. I really don't think so. Along with the accent, people assumed, you know. Yes. Oh, that they think,
0: like, oh, she's a little, you know. Yeah, like her English just, is like a little, not there. Mm. They started talking a little slower. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, no, and they felt like every time I had to like give a presentation, I was like very oh, self-aware yeah. of like not making a mistake or maybe like having to prove myself. I don't know. <clears throat> It was just difficult. That's so crazy.
0: But do you think like being bilingual is a good thing? Like overall? Or overall, think, like, of course. Is like, a bad thing?
1: No, of course not. Because I'm obviously very connected to my culture. First of <laughs> all. Second of all, I can communicate with my family members because none of them speak English. Really. I don't think it's a bad thing. But we did do some research.
0: And of course, there's benefits. And there's there's pros and there's cons the main benefit of being bilingual is that obviously we think of the world in terms of words and so obviously the more words we know the more things we can think about and the more things we know right and so when you're bilingual you know both like either spanish or english or in my case like cantonese english mandarin so like you know those those are more words that you can describe the world with so in that sense i guess communication wise communication wise we're able to experience more things and we're able to reflect on more things and have a deeper understanding and that also helps with our memory because you know we're always bouncing back and forth subconsciously unconsciously in our brain by definition we're just smarter than you you're welcome
1: but that definitely does shape your probably like your brain structure and things like that
0: Mm -hmm. yeah we have like more gray matter which is like what our neurons are
1: Mm -hmm. and also improved cognitive skills so I guess there are benefits of
0: being, like, bilingual. Mm-hmm. However, on the flip side, the cons of being bilingual is that there's actually no advantage at all. Like, the the so-called, like, benefits is actually not real and that it doesn't improve anything. And the second of all is you actually have a, a lower and less um, – Less, what is that thing called? Oh, here, here am I, here I am struggling. A less like um, in-depth vocabulary, oh, than, yeah. That's, I, I guess. guess like a smaller vocabulary bank, as opposed to like someone who mainly only speaks that one language. Which I do agree with to some extent. Like definitely, there are words that I'm like, what?
1: Yeah, but you could also say that's like, <laughs> sure, I lack half the English language, but I make up for it in Spanish vocabulary. Right, right, exactly. Like, you could, I think you could look at it as both. But I do think, and I have noticed, like, a trend in, like, uh, my co-worker's kid, my um, boyfriend's little brother, my boyfriend's cousin. Apparently, it affects your um, cognitive development when you're a child. Right. Because you speak one language at home, and then you speak another language in school. And so that really affects, like underdeveloped brains naturally. And so that can even cause like speech delays. And that's what I've seen. Again, that's anecdotal evidence. Do not quote me on that, but it's just, there's been personal cases and people's like, I've noticed people just frequently saying anecdotes that include like kids having speech delays because they're bilingual. And so my coworker explained to me that daughter's speech therapist actually mentioned that it's just really hard for an underdeveloped brain with an underdeveloped like language center basically yeah to be able to like constantly swap during the day they're speaking english and then at night they're speaking spanish and obviously Mm -hmm. that is difficult for a kid and i remember this one time my boyfriend's little brother just like came home and he he was trying to say fish and he said pish And it's because Mm -hmm. in Spanish, you say bis, fish is bis. And so he basically combined both words. So, you know, we had to like, at first we laughed (laughs) because naturally we thought it was funny, but like we ended up having to correct him. And, you know, he struggles just completing a sentence in just like
0: one language. Mm -hmm. But I do think like being bilingual is great. Like it helps you pick up new languages. Like when you're trying to learn, like. If you know Spanish, you kind of know like Portuguese, like it's easier for you to pick up like Latin root based languages. And like if I know Cantonese, like it's easier for me to learn Mandarin because it's like almost basically the same thing. Like it would be easier for me to pick up like that sort of like language versus me trying to learn it from scratch when I'm like 21.
1: No, 100%. First of all, no offense, but like I've never been one of those people that's like, oh my God, like my goal is to like learn any language no never been interested
0: no way never that's so crazy because i feel like i'm always one to be like let me learn like a new language yeah no you really are remember you're doing duolingo every day yeah because i just feel like like i mean i don't speak spanish like proficiently i don't even speak it like well but like i'm always trying to like pick up words here and there and like improve like that sort of vocabulary like i feel like I, i dabble in, like, different languages just for the funds of it, because, I don't know, like, I think it's interesting to know when you learn about the culture that way.
1: Yeah, I can't relate, honestly, if I'm being quite honest. I mean, Spanish, because obviously it's practical. We live in Miami. Like, there's places where no one... I will go to the store and, like, no one speaks English, and I'm like, sure, I have to communicate. However, like, I just don't see the practicality of me trying to learn, like, French. Like, I just think that is... No offense, no But offense. don't you
0: think it's so, like, I don't know, I feel like it's so entitled of, like, Americans in general. Absolutely. Like, like, travel to different countries and then just, like, expect the people there to kind of speak, like, English. Where yeah. it's, like, I'm sure people... First of all, people all around the world speak English. And maybe not well, but they do learn it in school to some extent. Like, that's also a subject. Because, like, people from France or people from Japan or... I'm trying to like think of more countries. <laughs> but they come here and they speak in English, and it's just like uh, I don't know. I feel bad. Like I well, feel like put in that effort at the same time when we travel to those countries to Americans are just entitled. That's okay. that's just
1: a different story,
0: you know. <laughs>
1: but yeah. like I feel like people really romanticize again those romantic l- languages like-, like like French. Yeah, like French. Like God, everyone I know. Yeah, I was in French, french. Yeah. yeah i was in french lessons when i was little because everyone everyone down. i know was like i took french in school honestly like my closest friends yeah. and i i've never had an interest for like learning a language it just i feel like it doesn't serve me a purpose unless i'm traveling there <laughs> like bonsoir mademoiselle <laughs> yeah and like i didn't even remember when i said i what does we mean and everyone was like, you don't know what we mean. I'm like, how, how would I know that? That's like basic French knowledge. Like, you, Literally, from knows. where? Where would I gain this basic French knowledge? I
0: don't know. It's the same thing with like Italian. Itali- you didn't say Italia. <laughs> like Italian. Like, when you're like, grazie. That's probably some sort of offensive, but... <laughs> You know, like, there's certain words or like phrases that you know from, like, each language. Do people do that in Spanish? Okay. Off topic. Side note. Not that we've already been on topic, but when people... You know how like they see an Asian person and they're like, "Oh my God, konnichiwa. Isn't that, like hello in Chinese? And you're like, "No, you still First of all, that's Japanese. <laughs> people do that, and I don't feel like people don't do that in Spanish. Like they don't come up to you and they're like, they're "Like hola, cómo estás?" Yeah, that kind of thing.
1: Where are you from? Which is like de dónde eres? but like really broken. You know? Don't you remember that one time where we left like a nightclub? Oh, I do remember. I do. And remember. basically, our other roommate. She looks very mixed. She doesn't look like she's from one place or another. She definitely looks mixed because she has features that you wouldn't associate with one particular race, but she's definitely not Caucasian, right? Right, right, And right. this Caucasian man approached her thinking that she was very good looking because she is naturally. Ah, and so he basically was like, where are you from? You know, but like in broken Spanish, and she was like, congratulations, you took Spanish, too.
0: Yeah, like...
1: Okay. He just, like, immediately assumed, like, she spoke the language because she looked a certain way. I guess she looked predominantly okay. Hispanic, which I, naturally she is. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was just, like, really rude. It was really offensive. And so then he was like, do you like croquetas? And she was like, go croquettes yourself. <laughs> 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 basically like <laughs> she was like obviously rude to him because he was rude to her
0: 100 percent. Like, yeah
1: assuming like, first of all hitting on a girl in a street corner like
0: yeah no, i've had people come up to me like and i'm like no like go away like, Or like they're like hello and i'm like that's just rude what does that even mean you don't know what that means to be honest i found out about that when someone told me like when I heard that statement for the first time and my friend had to explain it to me but it's basically like Asian people don't have the r sound in their like dialect right like r sound is not there so when there's learning English at a later age the r sound doesn't come naturally or the l sound or the r sound or like this basically the same thing like the r and the l is the same like enunciation and so when you're trying to pronounce things with an l or with an r they sound the same sure oh that's why they're like hero because there's two l's in hello oh Uh, and to that i say go to her (laughs) (laughs) someone yelled out to me in the middle of the street downtown when i was walking in the class (laughs) i was like i don't know what that means and my friend was like are you serious and i'm like no i'm i seriously like i'm not offended because i don't know what it means (laughs) okay but that's not okay well, now, like, I'm just, like, whatever. Like, I'm not easily, like, offended by, like, the comments like that because, like, sure, like, you're ignorant. Yeah. You think you're so cool for saying these yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. It's I'm just annoying. <laughs> I agree. And obnoxious. Like, <laughs> you're <laughs>
1: screaming something. Like, shut up. I agree. Wow, i never heard that before. See, you learned something
0: new. We didn't even have that planned. <laughs> so, hopefully, um... Now you know why we sound like this and why our English is so broken. hee. <laughs> forgive us in the future
1: <laughs> for whatever. Uh, I don't know grammatical error. Grammatical error. Gramma. Is it grammatical even though you're speaking it? Linguistic error. Like error. <laughs> I love, 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 love. There you go. Say Where say are decision. your eyes? Say say decision.
0: No, say it again. Decision. The decision. How do you say it? Decision?
1: Decision? Oh, God. Oh, this is embarrassing. Decision? Decision?
0: Close. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Sure. Okay. Let's pretend.
0: Just pretend.
1: let me live. <laughs> I get so embarrassed. Like, that's when I'm like, because I just feel like people think I'm stupid, because you know what? partially right but still don't assume
0: don't assume you're right yeah absolutely well that was our call that was our call no that was our podcast on being bilingual literally like bi Bi (laughs) bi-lingual uh
1: we hope you enjoyed it if you can relate don't worry we're on the same boat we're getting through it
0: trying
1: to assimilate assimilate yeah Yeah, to American culture and society every day.
0: Next week, join us with the Southern accent. <laughs> yeah, of course. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. And this week's quote is, is very fitting. Fitting for our episode today. Remember, if we get caught, you're deaf and I don't speak English. And we think this applies perfectly because I have severe hearing problems. <laughs> And I don't speak English. And there you have it. (laughs) And that
1: is all for today, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed. See you next Monday for the new episode
0: of Cheese Mosas. With me, Mosas. Make sure to leave a like, follow, leave a review, and do whatever that is to stay updated. All the things. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good one.